This is Laura Deardo with the Becker's Pediatrics Podcast. I'm thrilled today to be joined by Dr. Laura Destino, a pediatric hospitalist and medical staff president of Lucille Packard Children's Hospital, Stanford. Dr. Destino, it's a pleasure to have you on the podcast today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm happy to be here. Before we dive into the questions, could you tell us a little bit more about yourself and your background? Sure. So uh, I uh, grew up in Wisconsin and did most of my um, training in the Midwest. Um, and uh, was a trained as a pediatric resident. Um, coming out of residency, I wasn't really sure what I wanted to do, but um, I liked a little bit of everything. And so um, pediatric hospital medicine definitely appealed to me. Um, I came out to California, was able to um, get my first job here actually at Stanford, Lucille Packard Children's Hospital as a pediatric hospitalist. And since that time, I've uh, gotten I'm more involved in improvement work as well as uh, leadership, both within the um, division and um, the organization as a whole. Um, and uh, have, I'm currently serving as the um, medical staff um, president at Lucille Packard Children's Hospital. Um, it's a two-year term after being vice president um, in the previous two years. Excellent. Well, I'm really excited for our conversation today. And to start us off, what are your top priorities and how do you anticipate that they'll change over the next 12 months or so? Yeah, great question. So um, I think, you know, in my role as medical staff president, we um, are um, an independent body that's accountable to the um, board of the hospital. And we really need to ensure that we're providing um, patient-focused quality of um, patient-focused um, and patient-centered um, quality of care, regardless of the patient and um, the patient's background. So that's definitely one of our top priorities. Um, also, I think we always strive to maintain self-governance. Um, there's a number of you know, bodies that we interact with, the School of Medicine, um, the Lucille Packard Children's Hospital, um, Stanford. Um, but as a medical staff, we do need to be independent of, of those. Um, and really be self-governing. And so and we want to maintain that. And so that's definitely um, one of our priorities to ensure that we're doing. Um, and then also, I think it's really important um, that we uh, effectively communicate with our medical staff and um, with the people that we have to interact, that we interact with um, in the organization, the School of Medicine. We also have a relationship with um, Stanford Healthcare, Many of our medical staff members are members of both organizations, and we are very um, tightly intertwined in, in how our organizations work. So, you know, may, maintain effective communication both with our medical staff and then with the medical staff leadership on the Stanford adult side is um, really important as we um, continue our work uh, within the medical staff throughout the year. Got it. That makes a lot of sense. And, you know, it's interesting to think about, especially I'm sure in the past year with everything that's changed in, in COVID-19, being able to have that, those connections, I'm sure were really valuable. You know, I, I'm wondering, have your tactics at all had to change recently um, because of the pandemic or um, the emphasis on, on the connections? Obviously, I'm sure it was always there, but were there any technologies or different things that you have done in order to really make sure that you're effective in bringing everybody together? Yes. Well, I think the um, organizations, both the um, Packard, Lucille Packard Children's Hospital and the Stanford Adult Hospital have really needed to work together to ensure that we're providing um, safe care for, for our patients and also providing um, 
a high quality of um, sort of care and reassurance for our workforce. And, you know, in doing so, um, we've had to work very closely together. I think um, our as a medical staff president, I work very closely with the chief of staff of um, Stanford Hospital, which is Megan Mahoney. And we definitely have um, implemented sort of new huddles and meetings um, to ensure that we're communicating adequately across, um, you know, both both organizations and in the context of COVID-19 and the various things that um, we've had to do in order to um, ensure, again, the safety of our, um, our patients and of our staff. So, for example, um, you know, in the vaccination campaign, um, we had to work, you know, very closely together to ensure that we were meeting the needs of both both medical staffs, both the Packard medical staff and the Stanford medical staff, even though, you know, the vaccinations were primarily organized out of the Stanford um, adult um, healthcare um, organization. Interesting. Thank you so much for going through that with us. Now, what are you most excited about today and what makes you nervous? Well, I think, um, you know, as it relates to COVID-19, I'm definitely um, excited about the fact that um, a high percentage of our um, our healthcare workers um, are vaccinated. We're seeing decreasing rates in our community, um, and I think that you know, with that, there's a lot of um, a lot of people want to sort of return to um, you know in-person meetings and um, you know in-person working groups and so forth. And I think that we're unfortunately we're still at high levels, and so we have to be very cautious as we move to do that, but yet, you know, ensuring that we can um, achieve that again, I think is really important to relationship building, communicating well, and continuing sort of the work that we need to do in order to ensure high quality of care for our patients. Um, And I also think that even though it's going away, I think, you know, we don't really know what is to come in the future. I mean, we've seen a lot of things over the last um, year, whether it be um, the pandemic, we've had fires in our um, area, um, things that are going in the, uh, around in the, in the nation or in the world. And I think that um, there's always going to be larger issues at play um, that we need to, whether it's in directly within the medical field or in the greater community, and we need to be sort of aware of those, prepared to deal with those, and sort of think about how that may affect our day-to-day ability to um, provide high-quality patient care, um, as well as communicate with our, with our colleagues. That's really interesting to hear. And obviously, like you said, you know, exciting that things are starting to look a little bit more back to normal with the COVID-19, but also not wanting to make anything worse by reopening too soon. Now, before we end our conversation, I was wondering, could you share three pieces of advice for emerging clinical leaders today? Yeah, so I um, I have really been able um, in my career to take advantage of um, opportunities that have come along. And I think that um, I would advise emerging clinical leaders to do the same, you know, as an opportunity comes their way to think about it critically, does it fit in, in, in line with their, um, you know, goals and objectives of their career? And, you know, if it, if it does to take advantage of that opportunity, um, even maybe if it isn't your first choice and to put forth your best effort, um, when you do that, I think other opportunities come your way and you may find um, joy and um, satisfaction in what you're, what you're doing and when you otherwise may have 
you know, if you had not taken advantage of that opportunity, even if it wasn't completely in line with what you were doing, you might not have other, or what, sorry, what, what you were um, interested in, you might not have otherwise, um, you know, been aware of sort of that joy that it puts into your, um, into your work. I also think it's really important to never stop learning or reading, um, whether it's reading within medicine, reading about leadership, reading about quality improvement, reading for pleasure. I think that there's so much to be gained by um, continued learning and reading, and that's, I think, really important um, for a leader. And then I also think just um, being present is really um, important. Um, you know, as much as we can in COVID, there's a lot of being present virtually, but where you can and where it's, where you need to be, be present, like in the work. I think that's super important. Um, and then also communicating well um, and thinking about how you're doing that and being pretty um, um, prescriptive about how you do that, whether you're sending an email or texting or, you know, communicating verbally. I think um, that is a really important uh, skill to, to hone as you um, strive to become a clinical leader. Dr. Destino, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. This has been a really fantastic discussion, and I look forward to connecting with you again in the future. Thank you so much for having me, Laura.